all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that applause. Thank you, my boo, for introducing the show. And thank you, my little baby Pee-wee, with that beautiful infant laugh. <laughs> God bless you all. God bless you all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or if you are asleep at night, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. W B O R T 1964 Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Now, I probably made a mistake. Body of Christ. When I say Body of Christ, when I say B O C R T, that's just an acronym for Body of Christ Real Talk 1964. <laughs> God bless you all. God bless you all. 1964, of course, if some of you all haven't figured it out yet, is my born day, my birthday. One of my nephews call it born day. I like that born day. You know, that's my B-day, my birthday. That's when I was born, 1964. Welcome to the show. God bless you all. Welcome to Real Talk. Hey, I want to I ask a question. First of all, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another morning. God, thank you for waking me up this early morning on Saturday, my off day. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for a day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Father, I thank you for this message that's laid in my heart, Father, that's laid in my spirit. I want to talk about this. This is not a special bulletin. This is not a special announcement. This is just some real talk I want to get into. Kind of like a thought topic. Make you think. And what I'm going to talk about now uh, to my listeners and some of you that's saved or part of the church, the body of Christ, know what I'm talking about when I mention or know a lot about this topic or you heard about this topic, okay? Or you heard this term called the rapture. Hmm. The rapture. The rapture of the church. Now, you heard that term, but uh, uh, for the Christians that we all know that the term rapture 
It's not in the Bible. We always get that when we have our other people that a lot of other uh, believers that don't believe in the rapture of the church. The term rapture is not in there, but, you know, there are certain verses in there that, you know, can coincide with the rapture. You know, the, uh, the great departing, you know, the blessed hope, the glorious appearing. Or you can use the catching the way, caught up like in First Thessalonians. Okay. Now, what I want to talk about is this rapture. This rapture, this catching away. In other words, Jesus' glorious appearing when he will, when and when he will meet the church in the air. Okay. That's called the rapture. Now, the rapture is when Jesus, we meet Jesus in the air. The great trump, not plural, trumpets, but the great trump of God will blow. And the dead in Christ will meet Jesus in the air. Now, the dead, those are ones that passed before. Anyone that died in Christ in the dispensation of grace under the teachings of the Apostle Paul. I like to get that clear. Under the teachings of, post, of the Apostle Paul, if they had died before, from today all the way back from thousands of years ago, under the dispensation of grace, the teaching of the Apostle Paul, the gospel of the grace of God, any day before that, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about under that dispensation of the teachings of the grace of God under the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of the Gentiles. All the ones that died before will be the first that raise up and meet Jesus in the air. Okay. Their spirits are already in the heavenly places with Christ. Their spirits are already in the heavenly places with Christ. So when that great, it will be a resurrection of their bodies. So their bodies that's in the dust, see, not the bones, nothing like that. Their bodies, just like they was, that's in the dust, will become immortal. It would be renewed. It would become new. It would become supernatural. And it would meet Jesus in the area. All of that would become supernatural with the twinkling of an eye when those bodies meet Jesus in the air to reunite with their spirits. Because right now, they are in invisible spirits. Now, I don't know the, uh, the looks of nothing in the, in the heavenly places. Invisible means invisible. They are spiritually in Christ in the heavenly places. I hope you got that. But their bodies, the ones that's dead now, in Christ, under the gospel of grace, will meet him in the air. Their bodies will be renewed and will connect with their spirits. So they will have a body because spirits are invisible. Remember, spirits are invisible. But their body will be manifested in their spirits and they will have a brand new beautiful supernatural body just like Jesus had when he was resurrected and they would meet him in the air then the Bible says and I'm going to read it to those that are alive will also meet him in the air so it's going to be in that order okay first let me read it let me read that so you can get a clearer understanding let me read it 
Okay. Just bear with me. All right. Now, this is 1 Thessalonians 4 and 13. Listen closely. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Asleep in the Bible, King James Version, means that died, that is dead. I will not have you ignorant concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, now that's the gospel. That's the that's the gospel. That's the way to be saved. Okay, believing that Jesus died and rose again. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep or died in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Will not should not prevent them which have died. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead, like I was saying earlier, in Christ shall rise. What's the next word? First. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, you might might be wondering why Paul put emphasis on we. Okay? Let me read this again, 16. 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 4 and 16. For the Lord shall... The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be, ever be with the Lord. 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, why did Paul say we? Paul says we because he thought the rapture can happen in his time. Yes, even in Paul's time, because it, it's never, there was no, God never told him there would be signs and wonders preceding the rapture. God did not let him know this is going to be happening. This must be fulfilled before the rapture comes. That was never told to Paul or no one. God never said that to no one. So Paul knew the rapture can happen any time. So he was assuming or he thought that the rapture can happen in his time. That's why he said we, we which are alive. Okay. First he said them that shall be called up first. Remember? those that are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead... We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. 
Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. In Christ shall rise first, whereby says it earlier, the ones that are dead in Christ under the dispensation of grace, the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Okay, they shall rise first, then we, they and we, they, the dead in Christ, shall rise first, them that was already dead from today all the way back thousands of years ago under the dispensation of grace shall rise first to meet their bodies, to meet their spirits and the air. They will become with brand new bodies. First Corinthians break that down even more. Okay, how the body's supposed to look. Okay, but I'm not going to get into that now, the transformations of the body, which is a beautiful thing. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. So put emphasis on we and them. So, you know, Paul's talking when he says we, he's talking about his present tense. But it's also for the body of Christ in the future, because we all going forward, even uh, through Paul's time, must have this hope. Even when he says in 18, wherefore comfort one another with these words, that goes for the church today too. Why? Because the rapture of the catching away have not happened yet, because we're still here. So even at that time, Paul said, we, for the ones don't get it and may be confused, Paul thought the rapture can happen in his time. See? We thought it can happen in his time because there was there was nothing proceeding or nothing prophesied that supposed or any type of event or any type of sign that the Lord told Paul that will happen before the catching away of the rapture of the church. So Paul was left in limbo on that. So he just assumed in his time the rapture can happen. That's why he says we. Okay, I want to get that out there. But that's not what I want to teach on. That teaching is more for, body, I mean, connecting the dots. I, uh, so I want my listeners to understand that when it comes to we and them. Okay, the King James Version. Okay, let me read it out of the Living Bible. Okay, let me just go to 16 out of the Living Bible for the ones that have a, that get tongue-tied like myself and have a hard time understanding the uh, the English, the old English vernacular. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Okay. 17, then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So that might be a little more planner for some of my listeners, okay? That might be a little more planner and, and more. You might be used to that regular vernacular of the way we speak English today. You think we have a hard time with the King James Old English then, the King James Old English 1611 was even more deeper and more complex than this, the King James now. <laughs> just remember, uh, just think about the 16, no one has the 1611 King James Version. No one has the 1611 King James Manuscripts. That's real deep Old English. 
you know. So the King James was translated. So this is not the original King James. The 1611 King James is, and the English is more deeper. But I'm not going to get into that. The reason I'm talking about this, I want to talk about the rapture and the catching away of the church. Very important. Now, what I want to get into is when Jesus through Paul talked about the catching away of the church to his surroundings, to his followers. He didn't talk about there would be certain signs and certain prophecies because the rapture, the catching away of the church was never prophesied. It was never foretold like the second coming of Christ. That's why it's a lot of confusion. And I'm getting to that. Why? The rapture and the catching away of the church is before the tribulation period, the seven-year tribulation period that's imminent to happen. Let me say that again. The rapture of the church or the catching away of the church or his glorious appearing. Why, why the Bible calls it the glorious appearing? Why Paul calls it that? Because he's going to appear in the clouds. He's not going to set his foot on earth. He's going to appear in the clouds and the church will meet him in the air. The dead in Christ first, the ones that's in their graves, will be resurrected and their bodies will meet their spirits. And just say, if me and you that saved are alive and the rapture happened today, our whole body will be instantly changed to an immortal body. Okay, so that's that's the connection I want you to get. All right. We will, the ones that are alive will instantly, at the blink of an eye, the twinkling of an eye, will have new bodies and everything. We already have a rejuvenated spirit. So our spirit is already our 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 new creation is our spirit, not our flesh, not our bodies. We will instantly meet Christ in the air. We will meet Jesus. We will meet Jesus in the air with the ones that died before us in the body of Christ. Okay, you got that. You got that listeners? Whoever's listening to me, you got that. Okay. But what I want to talk about, it's been on my heart for the last day and a half, even though there was no prophecy, prophecies or no signs and wonders preceding the rapture or the catching away of the church, it was never told, there was, there's nothing out there, in other words, saying this is going to happen before the rapture takes place, okay, because it was never prophesied. And I'm going get to get into that also as well. So... When you hear the days of Noah is going to be like the days of Noah and one was taken, one was left, whatever like that. That's not the rapture. Matthew 24, starting through 20 on down, it's not the rapture of the church. And I'm going to tell you why to my listeners. Matthew 24, I think it's starting at 20. And 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18 are not the same. One is judgment. One is the catching away of the church. What I mean by that? Uh, all right. One of them is going to happen. This is basic teaching for my listeners. One of them is going to happen, which is the rapture. The catching away of the church will happen before the tribulation, and we will meet Jesus in the air or in the clouds, as the King James Bible says. Okay, said, okay? The other event, the, 
uh, the day of the Lord when Jesus will, will come on earth and come out of come out of heaven and will set foot on earth, that one will be after the tribulation. So one is pre-tribulation and the other one is after the tribulation. Let me say that again. One is pre-tribulation and one is after the tribulation. You might say, Joe, why are you going there? Let me tell you why I'm going there. Because I want to stop a lot of confusion. When we talk about the catching away of the church, the rapture, the glorious appearing, most people in most churches heard of the rapture. You look at the movie. The movie, okay, about the rapture, the rapture of the church. You see all these movies based on the rapture of the church, the Left Behind series. That's what I'm trying to say. Boom, my mind go blink quick. The Left Behind series and other pre-rapture movies that's out there. They let you, they tell you this is going to be going on. Planes falling out the sky. Then they get you know. Buck Williams played by uh, Kurt Cameron, et cetera, et cetera, and they doing their thing or whatever like that. It's it's more of entertainment, if you ask me. You know, not a bad movie, but it's more entertainment. It's not too, it's not accurate, but it's a it's good entertainment movie. You know, all of it is not error, but it's a good entertainment movie. It gets, it makes people think. At least they getting it out there, and it makes people think when it comes to the rapture of the church. Okay. Planes falling out the sky, clothes left and everything, blah, blah, blah. That's a perception that we as humans, we as people, we as the body of Christ think or assume or have an opinion that's that's going to happen. But if you notice when you read the Bible, the Bible doesn't talk about the in-betweens or what's going to happen after the rapture of the church. If you read your Bible carefully, you notice the Bible does not talk about what's going to happen at the rapture of the church. So these movies are assumptions. These movies are guessing. These movies are opinions. And I'm not saying that those things will not happen. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying don't base a movie like Left Behind, you know, which is pretty decent movies and other rapture movies, pre-rapture movies, don't base that on what you think the Bible is saying because the Bible does not put any type of emphasis on what's going to happen after the rapture. Besides, it, it goes straight to the heavenly places and things that we will be doing. The judgment seat of Christ, Paul talks about that, but Paul, Paul does not get into what's going to happen after the rapture. Why? Because that's all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com slash holiday trying to grab all the groceries in one trip oof not how you would have done that you know sometimes less is more like when you drive less and save with the usaa annual mileage discount usaa get a quote today it's not important we're not going to be on earth so the Lord did not need to get to where this is going to happen. People are going to be 
close is going to be left. And then Paul's day, you know, they didn't have airplanes and nothing like that. But I'm just uh, let's start with Paul's time. Paul didn't talk about people will be doing this. People be running everywhere. They're going to be screaming. Some people are going to be wondering what's going on. You notice Paul and First Thessalonians 4 did not get into that because that's not important. He has no idea. Paul has no idea what's going to happen after the rapture because that's not important. That's the way I get it. That's not important. So a lot of these movies is speculating. I want you to understand that they said, you know, planes falling out the sky, you know, you know, but that's speculation that could happen. I don't know. I'm not saying they're wrong, but remember, the Bible did not say that. Paul did not say that because he's the one teaching this is one put emphasis on Paul and it's coming through Jesus. Paul did not say that. That's why I want you to, uh, to keep your minds on, but listeners, you know. So don't get caught up in the left behind movies and thinking those things are going to happen. They could. It could be even worse. It could even be worse. Not worse. That's not a word. But it could be even worse. The events that happens after the rapture. Rapture. I don't know. Okay. I do not know. Because you got to look at it this way. And I'm going to get to Matthew 24 as well. Like I said earlier. And I've been, this has been on my heart. I, wanted to, I want y'all to hear this. And I'm trying to be as plain as I can for my listeners. Because I know everybody don't understand the Bible. I know everybody is not saved. But it's something very basic that all can understand. All listeners that listen to my podcast can understand. And I'm going to break it down. There's nothing that's supposed to happen or any signs you know, that's going to, that's showing that the rapture is coming. Now, the only thing that Paul mentions, and he, I think that's Second uh, Thessalonians. I'm not going to go there because of time constraints, but Paul mentioned the great falling away. That's going to be the sign, not so much of a sign, but the only, if you want to call it the sign, the only thing you have noticed will be noticed before the rapture of the church. Okay, is the great falling away. Now, there's a lot of misunderstanding, misinterpretation, and you know, people don't understand, even including myself then, because of my traditional teachings about the great uh, falling away. Many believe that the great falling away is like the old school way we used to say backsliding or people falling away from the faith. If you ask everybody, most of the people in the church think. That interpretation or that falling away means the falling away from the faith. Okay? And through my teaching and through my learning from other believers, other faith believers or whatever like that, or grace teachers, whatever you want to call them, you know, uh, I say grace teachers a lot, but I'm going to break down what I mean by grace teachers because a lot of churches call themselves grace teachers. The falling away actually means the great departure when it's broken down in Greek and whatever like that. It means the great departure. I'm, I've done a teaching on that and connected the dots. You have to go there. That word more pertains to the great departure. In other words, the falling away is not talking about falling away from the faith because many people thousands of years ago always was falling away from the faith or whatever like that. You know, it always been somewhat of a backsliding and a struggle and falling away and walking away, you know, from the faith, you know, then, you know, or their belief. So 
Paul is not talking about that. Paul is that word falling away. Really, the root, the true uh, meaning, when you break it down into Greek, means the departure, the party of the one that's departing, which is the church, the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit departs, the church departs too, okay? So, you know, the falling away is the departure of the church. So I'm not going to get, get you confused on that. So the Second uh, Thessalonians talk about that great falling away. Just remember, it's the departure of the church when the church is resurrected. That's the sign. See, but we will be gone. And then the man of sin will come on the scene, according to Second Thessalonians, the man of sin, which is the Antichrist, the beast, will come on the scene. All right? All right. Okay. Now, I, I, the reason I'm going all around about with this is because I want to put some clarity on after the rapture, rapture of the church. Will the tribulation happen immediately? I don't know. I don't think so. Because today, you, you look at today. Listen to me closely. You look at today. Will people be shocked? Are people going to be shocked when the church disappears? When all of a sudden the body of Christ is gone? Millions just vanish. Now get your mind off the movies left behind and stick to the Bible. Remember, the Bible doesn't talk about what's going to happen and how people are going to act. Remember, so we don't want to we don't want to speculate. You know, I know the Bible is a puzzle. You got to learn how to connect the dots. It's a puzzle, but the Bible doesn't put emphasis on what's going to happen. But it's going to something's going to happen. Planes falling off the sky, anything like that? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the moves were for uh, for uh, guessing and speculations or assumptions, you know, but you can't speculate and assume with the word of God, the Bible. You don't want to mislead no Bible, you know, people about the word of God. And in other words, you don't want to say this is what's going to happen. And the word of God did not say that. Don't mean you're wrong. But remember, don't put it on God's word when you start adding your own beliefs or speculations or assumptions. Assumptions and the word of God don't go together. Assuming and the word of God don't go together. The word of God is nay or yea. Okay. So we're going to leave that right there. But yeah, it does make you think. It do make you think as a believer. Before the rapture, we have no idea when the rapture is going to happen. It can happen anytime. It can happen anytime. That's my point. When it comes to the rapture, the catching away of the church can happen anytime. You know, the Trump can sign off anytime. Now, when the Bible talks about the Trump of God, does it say we're going to hear the Trump? Does it mention in the first Thessalonians? It just says the Trump of God. It does not say you were here, but it says the Trump of God. We could hear it. I believe we might, and I don't know, but I don't know that. But it says the Trump of God. And then just let me just read it again. I want to be very clear and careful what I'm saying here. Okay. All right. 
Now, 13, but I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Asleep mean die, like I said, those that are dead. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, which is the gospel, even so them which died in Jesus will God bring with him. But this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Remember, this is the word of the Lord saying this through Paul, that we which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Okay? For the Lord shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel. What will happen first? The Lord will himself descend from heaven. Okay? First, listen to the order. Okay? Shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. So all is going to happen simultaneously. You know, the shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now to say we will hear that is just said that's going to be the format that's going to happen. The shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God simultaneously will happen before we before the rapture of the church, the dead in Christ first, and then those that are alive shall follow after. Okay. Now, when you read the Bible that way, you know it helps you to not speculate or assume. You just believe what the Bible says. Now, some people might say, we're going to hear the trump. Did the Bible say that? No, the Bible, word of God, and the King James did not say that. Other translations might say that, but the King James, you know, translation does not say that. The trump of God. That we will hear the trump of God. It just says the trump of God will blow. Okay. Whether we hear it or not, I don't know. See, let's put let's put emphasis on what the Bible says, not what the Bible don't say. Okay, very important when you read the Word of God. Okay, all right, all right. But like I was going back and saying, this is going to take me some time because I want to get something out there. Let's have some fun with this, some some understanding with this. Nothing proceeds or no signs before the rapture. The rapture can happen anytime. You know that. When we get the rapture, the Bible does not talk about what's going to happen after the rapture. Okay? It does not talk about what's going to happen. Don't go, Paul goes into something else later on about the day of the Lord. But the rapture, Paul does not get into what's going to happen after the rapture. Remember, because he believed it was in his time. He believed the rapture was going to happen while he was alive. In the ancient days, Paul believed that. He wasn't talking future. He wasn't talking today. But he was thinking a rapture will happen in his time. And it did not. It's just like today. We believe the rapture can happen in our time. We just don't know when. So at the same time, Paul was thinking the same thing. And he tried to comfort his followers. You know, the ones that listened to his teaching. That focused on his sound doctrine just to be ready. Be prepared because you don't know when it's going to happen. 
it's not like the the second coming of Christ when signs and wonders and not signs and different type of prophecies was foretold what's going to happen before Jesus come by is certain signs, but not what the catching away of the church, not what the rapture. The rapture was not prophesied. It's not in the Old Testament. It's not in the four gospels. The rapture was hidden in God there. That's why you don't hear nothing about the rapture in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or before. That's nothing about the rapture. It's all about the second coming of Christ. Okay, you must understand that. Matthew 24 and 20 on down is not talking about the rapture of the church. So that's a lot of confusion on there in churches about thinking. The, many people think about the ten virgins. They think that's the rapture of the church. That's not the rapture of the church either. Okay, that's the day of the Lord, the second coming of Christ. You know, but I'm not going to teach on that. You get that teaching and the connecting the dots, you know, because I know I have other listeners on here that's not saved. But my point is, you look at things when a rapture, I want to focus on when a rapture happens. How, what do you think, Pete? How do you think people are going to act? And only just say, for instance, if the rapture happened today, would people be shocked? Would people even notice that millions of people vanished? And I'm talking about worldwide, worldwide, not USA only, but worldwide. Would people even notice when a church vanishes. Well, they even know it's the church that vanishes because you have different religions, you have different type of faiths and cults out here. Well, people know it's the church that was tucking away. Do you ever thought about that? Now, if I look at it in a humanistic way, it's going to take time for people to settle and get in their mind and find out that it's the church that's tucking away because you got to remember you got to look at the real, this realistically because the Bible didn't tell you what's going to happen and go into details what's going to happen after the rapture with the people that's left on earth it make it, it leads us to one thing we we guessing and trying to figure out what's going to happen because it's a very dark gray and I mean dark gray area when it comes after the catching away and the rapture of the church what's going to happen to the people that's left we know about the tribulation but when will the tribulation happen I don't believe it's going to happen right away why because you know and again I don't know I don't know so I'm not going to say that I don't know but I something is going to take place you go to the people that's left here on earth I believe all the children is going to be gone. I really believe that. What age? I don't know. But I believe the majority of the children are going to be gone. I believe they're going to be gone with the rapture. I believe any children, you know, after the rapture is going to be from a birth after the rapture. I believe all the little babies, I have no doubt, and uh, besides the teenagers that has accountability, will be, and only God knows that, will be tucking away in the rapture. I believe that all children, you know, will be taken away from the rapture. I'm not going to get into age limits. God knows. See, God knows. It. I don't know. I ain't going to get the guessing, you know, but I believe all children will be taken in the rapture. All babies and children will be caught away in the rapture. You know, I believe that. So uh, it will be other children born after the rapture. You know, that's what would be the sad part, you know. They will be. They will have to go through it. But before then, you know, I believe all babies and children uh, will be raptured, you know, on that great glorious appearing.
You know, this is my opinion. So I want to get that out there. The Bible does not say that. Remember, I said the Bible didn't talk about that. But knowing the God of the Bible, and he knows all people very well, I cannot see him, the children, going through no tribulation. You know, he's going to take them out because of their accountability and their understanding of salvation. The baby's going to go. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that the babies are going to go. But the people that's left... The people that's left, we all have our ideas what's, what could happen. I'm going to put it with me, what could happen. I don't know. I don't know. Why? I'm saying this again because the Bible do not say what's going to happen to the people. You know, so we kind of, the Bible, the word of God, Paul, and Jesus leaves us hanging on that one. <laughs> we don't know. So we we speculate. All right. Now, what people notice, let me digress, the church is gone. It's like you look at the, the way the world is today. There's many people that's disappearing, have not been found. Only God knows. Women and children disappearing today. You got this, these, these people all of a sudden dying all of a sudden. Sudden deaths people die. Only a certain few know or have an idea why. Me and many, many, many others. Or we believe what's happened. Let me just put it that way. We believe what's happened. But a lot of people don't know what's going on with a lot of these deaths. Why? Because the mainstream media here in the USA suppress it. And they, they suppress it for a reason. Okay, I don't want to get you confused, but you know why I believe they suppress it, you know. They don't talk about it. So many people are dying. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world are dying suddenly. Cardiac arrest, blood clots, and all aneurysms and all cancer. They're just falling dead. And the majority of the people here in America don't know really about these sudden deaths. They know about the crimes, the shooting and stuff like that. The, not natural deaths, you know, but, you know, the car accidents, the gunshot accidents, the knivings and the different type of, and wars and stuff like that. Yes, that's the normal type of deaths that usually what we hear. But these sudden deaths that's been hidden from the media, the majority of the people, I believe, don't know nothing about that. There's so much dying going on that people has become immune to it. It's not even really shocking no more, which is, which is sad. It's not really shocking no more. People dying, dying. My point is what people really notice when the rapture takes place. Hmm, that's something to think about. Our senior hall makes you want to say, hmm, will people really notice that? Will people really pay attention to that? Hmm. It can be that people won't find out later what went on until later on down the line, getting close to the tribulation, whenever the tribulation period is going to stop. Remember, we have three and a half years, kind of, they together, but the first three and a half years is going to be a little lighter than the last three and a half years. Now, the first three and a half will be rough too, but the last three and a half years is going to be, I believe, is going to be a little rougher. And I also, rougher, and I also believe that's when Satan is, is going to enter the Antichrist. 
you know, he's going to break his treaty with Israel. Okay, but let me digress. So you have this seven year tribulation period going on, which the Bible talks about quite a bit. All right. The Bible talks about that. Don't talk about the rapture because the rapture is hidden. The rapture was a mystery. The rapture was only revealed to the Apostle Paul. Let me say that again. The rapture is nowhere else in the Bible but through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. That's the only that's the only place you can find the uh, the rapture story. The rapture event is through the Apostle Paul. The, your new bodies and stuff like that, only through the Apostle Paul. You only hear that through the Apostle Paul. Why? Because it was only revealed to the Apostle Paul. That's why this is very important. If you just understand that you won't get it mixed up with the second coming of Christ, which was prophesied. Okay, you would know the rapture, the second, the, uh, the, the catching away of the church, the rapture of the church, the great, the judgment seat of Christ, the body of Christ, all those different metaphors and, and samples of the teachings of Paul is only through Paul. Why? Because they were a mystery. Remember, Paul has about seven or eight different mysteries. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with usaa safe pilot you'll feel like a big deal even in a traffic jam save up to 30 percent with usaa safe pilot restrictions apply that was revealed to him by jesus christ okay by jesus christ and it's not the same as the four gospels or before the four gospels that's why it's a mystery. The rapture is a mystery. What happens after the rapture is a mystery. But when the tribulation started, it's not a mystery no more. Why? Because it was foretold before. I hope you're not confused. Okay. All the things, basically all the things Paul talked about when it comes to rapture, when it comes to the rapture, first, first Thessalonians 13 and 18. Y'all think it's first Corinthians, what, start from, uh, what? about 15, 37 to 50 something, you know, those things, those things are all the rapture is only talked about in the teachings of Paul. That's my point. The mystery. It was a mystery to everybody else. Peter and everybody else did not know nothing about the rapture. Never even heard of the rapture. Only Paul knew about the rapture. God kept the rapture hidden in him until he revealed it to Paul through Jesus. Okay. So the rapture is an area that does not explain what's going to happen really before or after. Remember, remember, but remember, it's before the seven-year tribulation period. Okay? It's before that. All right. So when a rapture happens, what's really going to happen with the people down here? When will they notice that? People disappear, and will they ever know it's the church? Because remember, you have many churches here on this earth. Many people call themselves Christians, but will people really be looking and notice that Christians are gone? Why that's going to be kind of tough, I believe, because 
people was going to be left here where other people always thought that they was a Christians. I'm talking about pastors and everybody or so-called pastors and names, evangelists and names, prophets and names. They would be still left here because they was never part of the body of Christ. So they're still going to doubt if the church is taken. Cause they, I believe they're going to be saying, how is the church taken and you guys are still here? And then I wonder what explanation will these ones left what would be the explanation to the people? Because that stuff, I, I just a day or so ago, I was thinking about that. Not not a movie. You know, the movie got a little bit part of it, but that, because the church and Paul does not explain how people were going to react after the rapture, you have to try to put peace together and assume, you know. That's not nothing we need to do, but it's just something I'm just throwing out there, how people are going to react. So I go back today, how people have disappeared and people are dying suddenly. Thousands of people today, folks, are dying suddenly, disappearing or whatever like that. Then they talk about aliens and they talk about alien abductions and stuff like that. So it's a lot of things going on. A lot of things going on that I believe is not going to surprise a lot of people at the rapture, but I could be wrong because people's minds is just going to be, people still going to be getting married, just like the days of before uh, Jesus' judgment day when he come back down. You know, stuff like that. So that's just something to think about, really something to think about. You probably never heard this before or have been challenged by this type of thinking. If you are a believer, you just looked at the Left Behind movies, etc., and stuff like that, you know, and, and believe that, you know, which is cool. I understand that that could happen, you know, but we don't have no proof, you know, stuff that planes falling out of the sky or whatever like that, and God would allow that. You know, I don't know. I, I just don't know, you know. I just don't know. But it's going to be catastrophic, I believe, in a way, mentally, that it's going to take a while for people to really catch on what's happening with this big, colossal disappearing of people around the world. I'm talking about in a world way. Because it's imminent to happen any time, any minute, any second, any day. Could be today, could be five, ten years from now. I don't know. But as a believer, you need to be prepared because it's going to happen. But the ones that's left here going to go through that turmoil of wondering or trying to find out what's going on. Some, I believe, will catch on and say, maybe this was true, what Joseph was talking about. That's if I'm not gone before. Or what this pastor was talking about or what this person was talking about. Maybe it's this rapture they was talking about and I never listened to him. Some people will. But I believe a lot of people are not going to get it. They go blame aliens, uh, uh, aliens probably abducting people. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying this is this is just a a, a, a theory, you know. This is just a, a theory, you know. This going to happen, whatever, because you can see these somewhat signs, not because of the rapture, but the way people think now and where they they treat life now, where they treat death now, what they believe now, you know, and what the media is not talking about. What would be the media's pitch on a rapture? They're not going to know nothing about no rapture, but what would be their take on it? I don't see them saying the church is gone because they don't know nothing about the church. Everybody's in the church. They thought they was in the church, so they're not going to know nothing about the church. So what would be they? What would be they play in the media? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
because I can't see no saying where the church is gone. They don't know the definition of the church, of the body of Christ. Many people in the church building don't know the real meaning of the body of Christ or the church. That's why many in the church are not saved. Church buildings are not really saved. So that's going to be a big confusion, I really believe, after the rapture. I'm just throwing this out there. Give you a little little food for your thought to think about that, you know. A little food for your thought to think about that. The, the movies talk about people crying and hollering or whatever like that because dogs laying in the street while their masters is gone, while they was walking the dog, all of a sudden they disappear. Yeah, that could happen. I believe something that might be happy. I'm, yeah. People's clothes left. Yeah, that could happen. I don't know. Or the clothes disappear. I don't know. The Bible does not say through Paul, does not say anything about that. So that's what we left in limbo on that. We can just guess and assume. So an assumption does not mean that it's true with the Bible. Always remember that assumption does not mean it's true with the Bible. Okay. So I wanted to throw that out there. Now, what I also want you to know, and I don't want you to be no more confused about, is you have a pre-tribulation church taken away. That's the rapture. Do not get that confused with after the seven-year tribulation. Because remember, after the seven-year tribulation, what's going to happen? Jesus is going to come back and set foot on earth and do a purging and a cleansing then. That's not the same as Jesus meeting you and meeting the church in the air. If you read your Bible slowly and carefully, it's not hard. The rapture and the second coming of Christ or the day of the Lord are not the same event. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 18. It's not the same as Matthew 24. That's my point. Because the body of Christ was not in existence then through the teachings of Matthew 24 when Jesus is talking about Matthew 24. And after that event, seven-year tribulation, the body of Christ will already be in the heavenly places. So the body of Christ, the church, under the teachings of the Apostle Paul, will not go, be going through that tribulation. <clears throat> it will be the kingdom church. It will be the last chastisement dealing with Israel. It will be like a purging. So I want you to understand 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, and Matthew 24, I think starting at 20, and I'm going to read it too, are not the same events. That this is not the rapture. One is the catching away of the church. One is the rapture of the body of Christ. The other one is judgment day. And the ones that's getting taken in Matthew 24, it's not the rapture. Those are the ones will be facing judgment. Okay. So I want you to get an understanding of that they are not the same, right? They're two different events. When you understand that and when you see that, you, the Bible will come to life. He said, oh, okay, two different events. Now, let me read Matthew 24 and 20. <clears throat> Hold on a second here. Let me get my tablet. Uh, all right. Okay, let's read it. All right. I'm going to start. Okay, it's kind of confusing here. Bear with me. Now, I'm not going to read from the beginning. 
I'm going to start at Matthew 24 and 15. It's going to be a lot of reading, so bear with me. Okay, I hope you have time. If you got to go, I understand. But just catch, catch it on the re, catch it on the uh, the replay when I just do, you know, when I finish with this. Well, I'm already going to be finished. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like I'm live or something. Excuse me. But you can always play this battle. That's my point. Let's go to Matthew 24 and 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Now remember, the abomination of desolation, this is talking about Israel. This is not talking about the body of Christ. Okay, this is all prophecy. Remember, we got prophecy. The second coming of Christ is prophecy. The, uh, the rapture of the church is a mystery. It's some like prophecy, mystery, and prophecy. Okay. The rapture of the church is a mystery. Mystery meaning it was only told and hidden in God and told to the Apostle Paul. Prophecy meaning it was already foretold in the Bible. You know, all right. 16, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Now, first of all, you know you're not talking about anybody here in America. It says Judea, okay? Don't be putting America in there talking about we need to flee here to the mountains because it does not say nothing about Gentile nations. This is Judea. Who is Judea? Israel. Okay, Israel, all right? Let them that which be in Judea flee into the mountains. 17, let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. 19, and woe unto them. Woe mean, oh, how terrible it will be for them that were child, women with the, with the, with the child, and them to give suck in those days. Talking about pregnant women. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. Pray that you'll not be going through that through the winter time, because it's even worse. Neither on the Sabbath day. Now, not to, that gives you another hint that it's not talking about the church. It's not talking about the Gentiles. It's not talking about the body of Christ, because we don't celebrate the Sabbath day, only Israel, okay? For the man shall be for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No nor even shall be. Now, that should give you a hint. This is going through the tribulation. Now, the, the church does not go through the tribulation, right? If you could connect the dots, the body of Christ does not go through the tribulation. We get tucked away before the tribulation. So he's talking about the ones that's going to be in the tribulation. And except those days shall be shortened, there shall be no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Elects as in Israel, okay? 23. Then if any man shall say to you, lo, here is Christ, O oh, there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive even the very elect. There will be a lot of signs and wonders coming back again. Your signs and wonders will be back in the days of the tribulation. They're not here today, but they will be back in the days of the tribulation. Those things will manifest themselves. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning coming out of the east of, and shining even into the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For whosoever the carcass is, there will be eagles, the eagles be gathered together. 
29, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Nothing about the rapture of the church. Remember, keep listening. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man, of man, of Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Continue listening. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. This is not the same trumpet of the rapture of the church, okay? Not the same trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from the end of the heaven and the earth. Now, what does the fourth wind mean? Four winds, I think that's uh, north, east, south, and west. That's all this is talking about, you know, north, east, south, and west. The four winds from the end of the heavens of the earth. Now, learn the parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Remember, these are signs that show, and Jesus is telling me these are some of the signs you will see before that great tribulation or his second, before his second coming. Okay. Very last say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth. What generation is talking about? The kingdom generation. He's talking about Israel. Heaven and earth shall not pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day, the day of the Lord, and I will know it to no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. What day? The second coming of the Lord, Jesus. But as the days of Noah were, were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the earth. Now, none of those things is bad. Remember that none of those things was bad. Drinking and marrying, you know, you just living life like you've been living, like they don't today. So that's what he's talking about. They got tucked off. They got shocked. They got Tucking things, these things happened when they wasn't even paying attention. They wasn't even prepared. Thirty nine and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. One shall be taken and the other left. Now this is what many people, many believers get caught up in thinking it's the rapture. This is not the rapture. This is the judgment seat. This is the great white. This is the Jesus the judgment of Christ. The great white throne judgment. There shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known and that what which was the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken there, broken up. Therefore be ye also ready for such an hour ye think, not the Son of Man cometh. All right? Okay, I'm stop there. See, this is the second coming of Christ. This is not the rapture of the church. This is the day of the Lord, the tribulation period. Okay, I want you to understand it. That's the day of the Lord. That's talking about the tribulation period. That's talking about the seven, the, uh, the second coming of Christ. See, the second coming of Christ and the rapture of the church are not the same. Remember, I keep putting emphasis on that. These are two different events. The rapture, the Lord will come and he will not set foot on earth. We will meet him in the clouds, the body of Christ, the church. This We are in a dispensation of grace now. So when the Lord come and we... He, the rapture of the church happened, the dead in Christ, like I said, I'm going to go through that again, but they would be 
resurrected and then those and like you and I, if we are alive, will be caught up in the church and we will have our new bodies and everything in the air and we will have our new bodies, et cetera, et cetera, like that and meet Jesus in the air. Then we will go to the heavenly places with Christ and maybe straight to the judgment seat of Christ. I don't know what the Bible does not say, but we will have a judgment not for salvation, not for assurance of our salvation, but for our works that we've done on earth. So we will be going to the judgment seat of Christ. We just don't know when we get to the heavenly places. I don't know because the Bible does not say. I don't want to speculate. But the second coming of Christ happens after the tribulation. Remember, the rapture of the church happened before the tribulation period. The second coming of Christ, the day of the Lord, which is also called, happens after the tribulations. Two different events. The church, the body of Christ, will not have to go through the tribulation. But the ones that's left here will have to go through the tribulation. And then the second day of Christ. So if you survive and you left here and you survive, which is going to be very tough, going through the seven-year tribulation, you will see Jesus coming out of the air. There's so much technology that can show that. There will be witnesses out there. You will have 144,000, you know, fulfilling a great commission. And you will have the two witnesses, you know, going out there doing what they have to do. Many people think it's Moses and Elijah. The Bible does not say. It could be. I don't know. But it's going to be two witnesses. God can use other witnesses besides Moses and Elijah. So I always remember that. But that speculation is Moses and Elijah. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. I won't be there. I'll be enjoying myself in heaven. Well, anyway, we don't want to get that people mixed up on that or confused or whatever like that. So my point was really based on what are the people really going to be doing when the catching away or the rapture of the church happen? It's going to be a lot of confusion. It's going to be a lot of confusion. It's going to be a lot of speculation. It's going to be a lot of assumptions. I have no doubt about that. Why all these people disappearing today? Many people are dying suddenly. Thousands of people are dying suddenly. They they dying so fast. They calling it a name, the S A D S, sudden adult death syndrome, meaning just sudden death. People dropping dead on camera. Many of you probably know about this, but pay attention. You're not going to find it through the mainstream media, but look and other, you know, webs and whatever like that. Put a sudden death. Go to uh, uh, Duck, 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 Go and places like that, or go to YouTube and just look at people following, not YouTube. No, because YouTube going to suppress it, a lot of it. Uh, certain outlet is going to suppress it. But it's certain alternate news that's talking about these sudden deaths and the, the mainstream media know why this is happening, but they are suppressing it. That's how evil it is around the world here in the United States. It's a lot of evil here in America. A lot of evil people that's meaning wrong for their own. The government are persecuting their own American people. No doubt. I have no doubt about that. They're allowing all these things to happen, our own government. And it's not the first time, you know. This is not the first time. But I'm not here to talk about that. You know, I talk about that a lot, you know. But my point is, I want to throw something out there. The rapture of the church is going to happen. You don't want to be left. You don't want to have to find out the things that I'm talking about now, what's going to happen after the rapture, because I don't know, and you don't know. We can speculate, we can assume, we could be right, I don't know. But I don't, I really just don't, I care, because it's sad that the people are going to be left, but I don't want to get into these conspiracies of this is going to happen 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Your home is more than the sum of its parts. And creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products. That's why the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are. Bring your vision to us. Schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like Monogram at build.com slash Ferguson. It's going to happen because the Bible does not talk about it. But I know one thing is going to be something that you and I can't comprehend. It's a lot of things going, let me digress. It's a lot of things that's going on now that kind of tells me that a lot of people is not going to even pay attention to it too much because they got numb to people disappearing and people dying. But when the tribulation hits, that's going to wake everybody up because it's going to, like Jesus said, it's going to be a time that no man ever, never even faced. I'm paraphrasing now, according to Matthew 24. It's going to be that terrible. It's also named the terrible day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is not a good thing. The day of Christ is more like the rapture of the church. But the day of the Lord is tribulation. It's the wrath of God. God pouring down his wrath on the earth. Okay? Nations will be destroyed. Nations will be wiped out, including America. I believe America might be one of the first ones wiped out. I still believe America's Mystery Babylon, but that's my opinion. Mystery Babylon could be a lot of evil nations. Could be, but I just believe it's America. Could be wrong. I'm not, I wasn't bad on it. But I could be wrong, but I believe America is Mystery Babylon. They just got those same attributes of Mystery Babylon. You can see part of that today in America. And many people still look up to America. And many countries know America is evil. The elite America, I'm talking about the leaders of government, are evil on both sides. On both sides, okay? I'm talking about Democrats and Republicans are evil. I believe more on the Democrats. That's just shown. I still think it's good people on both sides, but I think it's more decent people than me. Well, on the, on the Republican side, so that, there is. But they still, a lot of them are still just evil on both sides. That's my point. But they're still. I heard a message today. I, I'm, I'm going to let you go. But I heard a message today, yesterday, I'm sorry, from this minister. And he was talking about voting and stuff like that. You know, I talked about voting too. I'm not going to talk about that again, but I'm just, I let you like, let the little know my listeners what I, something that sounded decent to me. And that's that message. He was just talking about basically the same thing I was talking about. When you vote, what should you look for when you voting? And I gave my definition and he gave basically almost the same definition. And this is coming from a poor pit. So you don't hear a lot of pastors talking about that. Now you have uh, Cedric Oliver, you know, getting into things like that, bless his heart. But another pastors, but I'm not saying none of them does, but many pastors do not talk about this. You know, they just don't get into that, man, because they use two violations and other things. They probably got their own circles, what they talk about, you know, what's going on today. 
you know, besides talking about the Bible, but it all leads to the Bible. You know, it always it all leads to the Bible. His point was, you know, what you should be looking for, what questions you should be asking. The same thing that I was saying on my previous podcast when you vote. You know, and he was saying a lot of profound, very interesting things that I need to think about, you know, as far as that. All right. So voting, if you are a believer, a real believer, and you read your Bible. Now, if you don't read your Bible, it's easy to be deceived. You're just going to vote on a party, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not going to get into that now. It's another time for that. But my point was, it was a good message. It was just not amazing, but, you know, kind of a... uh, what they call that, somewhat uh, a confirmation, I would say, that we was we was in the same program or the same thought pattern. And I believe that's the Holy Spirit just letting us know that, you know, we need to be focused. Voting is okay. Voting is good. I talked about that. And I also talked about, you know, the ones that don't vote, you know, we should, but uh, ones that don't vote, don't knock them either, you know. But the point is, voting is decent, whatever like that, blah, 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 blah. I I talked about that in another podcast, you know. But the rapture of the church, not so much the rapture itself, which is going to be one of beautiful things, but what's going to happen after have people going to be thinking, you know, whatever, not the, not the catastrophes and the speculations of planes falling out the air and cars running into trees and stuff like that. Don't you know cars are running into trees now? Did you know that people are having trucks rolling off the road all of a sudden within the last year and a half? People having heart attacks. I got videos, guys, having seizures and stuff and looking weird, doing circles and thinking they see something and swinging at things right now. Right now, today, that's happening now. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a shocker. It could be windows. These disasters. I, I haven't heard of a plane falling out of the sky now, but it could be a possibility. And it, yeah, it could be right. A plane could fall out of the sky. I haven't heard a plane falling out of the sky in the yet because men having heart attacks and stuff like that. But it's a lot of crazy stuff going on now. People falling dead in front of the camera. Athletes falling dead on the field. Most of them young. Accidents happen, weird accidents. People falling and running into trees, cars running into this. That's happening now. And it makes you say, mm, what's going on? Is that a picture? Or how it's going to be as a rapture? I don't know. I don't think so. But my point is, I don't see that being in too far-fetched now as these things can happen when the catching away of the church happened. I'm not doubting, you know, Timla hair, whatever like that. I think a lot of them is Hollywood, but I don't doubt that. Don't get me wrong, that those things could happen. Because you gotta, gotta imagine, when the church disappeared, there would be Christians driving, right? There would be Christians maybe flying a plane. If they are Christians, I'm sure Christians flying a plane. I don't know. I don't know. There would be people still on the airlines where believers disappear. That's a big possibility. But like I said, the Paul does not get into that because planes and stuff wasn't in his time. 
and he wasn't given a a vision like John the Revelator in Revelation was given about the tribulation period. Paul was not given a vision that's what's going to happen to people when the rapture come. Paul was never given a vision like that. He was just given that information that the church is going to be tucking away. Not what's going to happen after the rapture, but when it comes to the tribulation, John did get a revelation from Jesus that what's going to happen during the tribulation. Even though uh, John couldn't really put the pieces together and he, he really couldn't understand the different you know, the looks of planes and stuff like that. Because remember, he lived in ancient of days. There was no planes. There was no cars. There was no missiles or nothing like that. Could you imagine him seeing those pictures and he was kind of naming things? I believe he couldn't just comprehend what he was seeing because remember, this is way in the future in John's time. Remember that when John the Revelation was talking, this he was talking about things way in the future. So some of the things he was saying, I have no idea. I, I have no doubt. He had no idea what he was looking at. He was trying to explain it the best way he can because it was technology. He was looking in the future, way in the future. This is 2023. He was looking beyond that or whenever the tribulation is going to start. So you have to put connect the dots and just think about you being in John's shoes when Jesus was showing us these things in the future, the tribulation. See, but he also thought the tribulation would have happened then. A lot of them thought the tribulation was going to happen because they knew the tribulation had to happen before Jesus came back. See, Peter and all of them thought that the millennium kingdom was going to be reigned on them, but they also understood that there had to be a seven year, they had to go through their last chastisement first. They had to go through that tribulation period. So even then, Peter and a lot of the, the prophets thought it can happen in their time. See, Isaiah and them, all of them had revelations of what was going to happen then. Not as far as John was talking around, remember why? Because the tribulation was going to happen if Israel would have obeyed. So God did not give them a vision of what's going to happen, you know, way in the future because it would have happened then in their time. So they didn't get no vision of that. Only John did. See, only John got that revelation because God postponed the tribulation. God postponed the kingdom program. I know this sounds confusion to some of you that's listening to me. But I want you to just think about it. And let me go back. Connecting the Dots, my other podcast, Connecting the Dots, it's a lot of Bible teaching there. Strictly Bible teaching. I don't talk about events, worldly events or nothing. It's straight out Bible. So if you are a believer, you are a Christian, you just tuning in, go to Connecting the Dots. You know, right now I'm just trying to talk about something, you know, what's really going to be going on that you and I have no idea after the rapture because Paul was not given a revelation of what's going to happen on the earth after the rapture Rapture, because I believe that's not important because we're going to be in a new place in heavenly places. God is going to leave whatever happened on the earth from there. We don't need to know that. Now he gave a vision to John. This is my point. This is what's going to happen in the tribulation period but he did not give no revelation to Paul pre-tribulation, he did not give no revelation to Paul what's going to happen on earth when the church is gone. You know, 
precept by precept, step by step. In other words, people are going to be doing this, whatever, I like getting prepared. And then the, now Paul didn't get into that too much. Sure, he knew about it, but that wasn't him to get into because he is in a different program, the body of Christ. That one has talked to really again. He talked about the second coming and second Thessalonians and stuff like that. He threw hints or whatever like that about the day of the Lord. So he knew about it because he tried to explain to his followers the difference. See, because if you go to second, first Thessalonians four, 13 to 18, before you get to five, now that's the last verse and four, before you get to five, remember five, he's talking about the day of the Lord. He's not talking about the rapture no more. He's talking about the day of the Lord, the ones that's going to be left here. See, you'll see the different lingo if you pay attention, but I'm not going to teach that there. But I just want you to know, when you read 1 Thessalonians 4 and 18, 18 is the last verse of 1 Thessalonians. When you get to verse uh, chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, you know, that's the day of the Lord. Separate. That's the day of the Lord. That's why it sounds different. And you would be confused if you didn't know that. You say, I thought we were going to get raptured. How are we going to go through the tribulation, too? See, you'll be confused if you didn't know. You got to learn how to connect the dots, which is the name of my other show. You have to learn to connect the dots and know. First Thessalonians 5. It's talking about the day of the Lord. Anything above First Thessalonians 5 is talking about the rapture of the church. Two different programs, okay? I, I need to get that out there. So I want you to think about that. I hope you got something out of this, you know, for my listeners. This is just something outside of what I've been talking about, you know, what's going on with the world, with the vaccines and et cetera, et cetera, and the voting and stuff like that. I wanted to get something more, you know, tangible, not tangible, what I'm talking about, but when it comes to the Bible, the rapture of the church, okay? Now, in order for you to be in the rapture of the church or before the rapture of the church. Let me put it this way. If you want that eternal security, if you want that assurance of your salvation, you have to be saved. You have to say, you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay, how do you do that? Okay, the way to do that is you have to believe what Jesus done on the cross. You have to believe that he died. You have to believe that he was buried. And you have to believe that he rose again for your sins, which happened 2,000 years ago. See, it's all about believing. You say, what about my sins? Do I have to repent of my sins? Do I have to uh, confess my sins? Not according to today. Not according under the grace period. Why? Because your sins are not the issue. You can't keep, you can't, in other words, for in order for you to think that way, you're thinking back in time past under the kingdom program. They had to repent. They had to confess their sins. They had to do a lot of other things, you know, whatever like that. Get yourself out of that and put yourself in the, the church today, which is the body, the gospel of the grace of God. You believe by one way, by faith of what Jesus done. They had to believe who he was back then. So get that thought pattern out of you. I'm talking to the unsaved now. It ain't got nothing to do with you repenting. First of all, repenting means repent 
means change your mind. Not repenting of your sins. It means changing your mind. That's the real definition of repentance. Changing your mind. Changing your ways. Not stopping your sins so nobody can stop their sins. Okay, and God knew that. All right, let's get that out the way. So it's not your sins. Your sins has already been forgiven. So, I th- okay, since I'm forgiven, that means I go to heaven. No, that doesn't. That just means your sins has been forgiven. Your sins been forgiven is not your salvation. It doesn't mean you are saved. You have to believe that. You have to believe that your sins are forgiven. You have to believe that Jesus died for your sins. It's about your belief. It doesn't change the fact that your sins have been forgiven, but it will <clears throat> give you an assurance and a ticket for eternal life by believing that. So it's your belief that gets you to heaven, and it's your unbelief that will stop you and send you to hell. So if you want to get ready for the rapture or before the rapture, why I keep saying it? Because just say you got saved. And you made Jesus the, the, the Lord of your life by believing what he done on the cross, death, burial, resurrection. You are set for eternal life. Your spirit, as the Bible says, is in the heavenly places now. So when a rapture come or you die before the rapture, you will instantly spiritually go with Jesus in the heavenly places. Remember I said spiritually, go with him in the heavenly places, but your body will go in the dirt. So don't worry about your body. The rotten body will rot in the dirt. It's ready for that day of redemption. It's ready, waiting for that great rapture day so it can be renewed. Just say your body is, the rotten body is going to be made beautiful and whole and made supernatural when a rapture comes, but you're going to already be invisibly with Jesus in heaven when you die. That's a beautiful parcel. If I die today, for instance, my spirit man is instantly with Jesus, but my body goes to the grave until the rapture of the church. That's the beautiful part of being saved today. So stop putting yourself in the kingdom program. When you put yourself in that program, therefore you're putting yourself back under the law. You know, you're putting yourself back under the law. So start thinking about it. You don't have to confess your sins because God is not imputing sins on you. No one today, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Please read that. Write it down and read it. He's not charging you with sins today. So it's not your sins. Jesus took care of that. When he said it is finished, he took care of all men's and women's sins in the world. See, this is not talking about universal salvation. Some people just confused. This is not talking about everybody go to heaven. No, everybody don't go to heaven. More go go to hell because of their unbelief. But your sins have been dealt with. So the sin is not the issue here. It's your belief. Forgiveness and redemption and salvation are not the same. Don't never let nobody tell you no more lie to you. Well, I'm not going to say they lie purposely. They're just ignorant of it. Your sins, your forgiveness of sins and salvation don't come simultaneously. They're separate. Okay? You cannot go to heaven because your sins are being forgiven. You can only go to heaven by believing. Let me say that again. You cannot go to heaven because your sins have been forgiven. You can only go to heaven by believing that they were and believing what Jesus done. That's the only way. Okay? Confusing, but that's God's way. All right? 
That's salvation according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. That's the way to be saved today. That's the only way to be saved. Okay? So stop looking at John 3, 16, you know, Romans 10, 9, and 10, and verses like that. The true only way to be saved today under this dispensation is through 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. That's the gospel message for today. Okay, God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee with my teaching for for today and my topic today. What's going to happen after the rapture of the church? No, I'm not talking about the tribulation. All right, God bless you all. Thought for today. It's just something I was thinking about a few days ago. God bless you all. Stay tuned for some more topics and su- subjects that's going to be very helpful and give you uh, an awakening what's going on around the world. I will keep you updated on the vaccines and all kind of other stuff. And, you know, if you're into voting and into the elections, I try to keep you updated on that because which is a very important as well, you know. But your salvation is more important than all that stuff. You being saved is more important than all that stuff, okay? That's, that, that comes first. What is the number one will for God today? I believers, you should know that. What is the number one will for God today? According to 1 Timothy 2 and 4, it's for all men, men meaning women too, for all men to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. But salvation is for God's number one will today is for all men to be saved. Okay? All men to be saved. Okay, God bless you all. Peace out. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I hope this was an uplifting message for you and an understanding message. God bless you. Peace out. Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Peace out. Left out, be we. No man without no direction. No puppet. Ignore that push. That was the wrong button. You probably cannot hear that. Man with no hope. Is man with no direction, something like that. But that ain't, that's the button I didn't mean to push. Pee-wee, why did you do that? I'm going to blame you. But I love your laugh anyway. <laughs> Peace out. God bless you. <laughs> hope you all enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not looking for an applause. But thank you anyway. Thank you anyway. I hope you got something out of this. Bye-bye. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.